Good evening, Foundation. All right, so this, the, today we are concluding our consecration week and we'll, we'll be talking about um, the last letter of our acronym PUSH, letter H, which stands for harvest, right? So let me, uh, first let us say a word of prayer. Dear God, Lord, we, uh, we submit ourselves, we open our ears to hear what you have to say to, for us today, Lord. And I pray that you use me as a vessel to deliver the word that you put on my heart, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So let me, let me ask you first, uh, when, you, when you think in the natural, when you think about harvest in the natural, what season of the year do you normally associate with harvest? fall. All would agree, right? We don't expect harvest in winter, we don't expect harvest in spring, and we don't expect harvest in summer, you know, but we do expect harvest in fall season, right? So we don't have to be a farmer to know that you sow the seed in spring, you water, you tend, you, 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 you fight the weeds off, you know, so that, but, but, but primarily you wait, and you know that if you wait in, in due season, in, in fall season, you'll reap the harvest. If you're sown in spring, you'll reap harvest in, in fall season. Uh, so that's in the natural. And if you think about the natural harvest, what images pop in your head? Maybe, maybe fields of white wheat, you know, ready for harvesting, or fields of corn, or bushels of apples or pumpkins, you know, the huge orange pumpkins in the pumpkin patches. So uh, all beautiful, beautiful imagery that we can associate with harvest, right? And it's all wonderful. It's all good and true and, and beautiful. Unfortunately, we subconsciously transfer those, our understanding about natural, natural harvest into this our understanding about how spiritual harvest is supposed to work. And spiritual harvest is not, doesn't, doesn't work the same way. So that's, that's, that's where the problem comes in. And because today we are talking not about the crops, not about the pumpkins, not about that kind of harvest. We are talking about the harvest of lost souls, about the harvest of men. That's the harvest we, are, we, are, we long to see and bring into the kingdom of God. And, and, but when we approach it with the wrong understanding, it doesn't work. And you don't have to take my word for it. Let's see what Jesus himself has to say for, about it. So let's look at our foundational text, John 4, verses 35 and 36. And by the way, you can, you, if you open your Bibles, you can stay in John 4, because we'll be parked there for a while. So John 4, uh, 35, 36 says, do, not, do you not say... Four months more, and then comes the harvest. But I tell you, open your eyes and look on the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, this very moment, even now the reaper draws his wages. Even now he harvests the crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. So, in other words, do you not say... When the famous evangelist comes to town, then will, comes the harvest. Do you not say when we have the next Mayfest, then we have the, the harvest? Do you not say when we have our own building, then comes the harvest? 
Do you not say when we have enough money to send out thousands of mailers, then comes the harvest? In our natural mind, we associate harvest with certain times, certain season, certain conditions being met. But in spiritual, Jesus corrects us, it doesn't work like that in, in spiritual kingdom, in spiritual reality. So, uh, so what kind of harvest he, uh, he was talking about? You know, when it says, open your eyes, look at the fields, uh, 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 look on the field, they arrive for harvest. What kind of fields were he was talking about? It was, uh, it was either late spring or early summer in Israel at that, uh, this particular instance, and it definitely wasn't the season of harvest. It, uh, the, the fields were not ready for harvest at the time. So what he was talking about? To understand that we have to know the context of this particular passage. And uh, I'm not going to go through, through, uh, through the whole chapter 4, but if you read chapter 4 from the beginning, you'll find out that Jesus and his disciples were traveling from Judea to Galilee. And they had to cross Samaria to get to where they were going. And normally Jews avoided uh, Samaria like, like plague. You know, most Jews were going, would rather go around it than, than go through it so that they wouldn't have to encounter those despicable Samaritans. You know, that was the attitude Jews, most Jews had. But not our Jesus. Thank goodness, not our Jesus. He went th right through it. He, he sat to rest at the well of Jacob. And he encountered the, the, woman, the, the woman that we lovingly know as the woman by the well. The Samaritan woman that came there to get water, but she, instead of natural water, she found living water in Jesus Christ. So, I, a long story short, long story short, my point is, after encountering Jesus, she ran, she left her water pots at the well, and she ran back to her city and shared the good news with everyone. Come and see for yourselves. The man that just I just met, and he told me all about me. Could that be the Christ, Christ the Lord, the Savior of the of the world? And so uh, that's uh, so. And let, let's see what let's see what um, uh, uh, let's see what happened there. So let's look at let's look at uh, John uh, John four twenty eight thirty. John chapter 4, 28 through 30. The woman then left the water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the man, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. So the crowd was coming toward Jesus, and that's the, that's the image Jesus was looking at when he said, Look at the fields. See the harvest. The harvest is ripe. The harvest is ready for harvesting. That's the kind of harvest he was talking about in, the, in John 4.35. So he wasn't talking about wheat or, or corn, but he talking about the lives of men um, that the Samaritan woman was bringing to him. Uh, so so this, 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 this woman of, of uh, low reputation... The woman that, that had a very, very, very low status uh, in her society, in her, in her community, but she managed still to share, to give a very simplistic, mind you, 
very simplistic presentation. It wasn't some extravagant evangelistic presentation. There were no drawings on the wall. Uh, you know, there were no tracts, no, no PowerPoints, no nothing. Just come and see the man that just told me everything about me. It was, she didn't know much. Did it, she just met Jesus. She didn't know much at all. No theology whatsoever. But she knew that there was something special in this man. And he invited everyone. Come and see for yourselves. You know. So. Uh, and let's see what, what happened after that. After she brought those, those men uh, to Jesus. John 4, 39, 42 reads. And many of the Samaritans of the city believed in him. Because of the word of the woman who testified. Who told, he told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. So I think it's pretty safe to say this was great harvest. Great harvest that was reaped that day unto the glory of God. And it's all of a certain little woman who was bold enough, eager enough, enthusiastic enough to open her mouth and give her simple testimony about her encounter with Jesus Christ. Now, ironically, and in huge drastic contrast, Jesus' own disciples, the future apostles, the fathers of the church that we revere, they went to the same exact city to fight, buy food. And they didn't bring not one, not one soul back. Exact same city. Exact same location, exact same people were living there, exact same time, the same day. And they, came, they went for the food, they brought the food, they came back with the food, and they, were, they wanted to get out of there as soon as possible, as fast as possible. They didn't want anything to do with those people. They didn't expect harvest, they didn't see harvest, they didn't look for harvest, they, 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 were, not able, they were not willing to do anything to, to, to reap the harvest. They were not even thinking about the harvest. They were just thinking about the food. They went, they had bread on their mind. They went for bread. They bought the bread. They got the bread. They went back with the bread. They ate the bread. And they were back to their business. They thought they'll go back on the, the trip. We, yesterday, we, yesterday we talked about staying focused. What we are focusing on, that's what we're getting. If you focus on the harvest, that's why Jesus says, open your eyes and see. The harvest is plentiful. What do we see? Uh, do we see when you go to work? What do you see? Do you just see paperwork and your co-workers, your boss? When you go to school, do you see just, just your classmates, other students, teachers? Is there, is there all there to see? When you look at your neighbors, what do you see? Let's, let's ask ourselves, do we see just, just 
just, just the people going about their business? Or do we see the harvest ready for harvesting everywhere, all around us? You know, uh, that's what Jesus wants us to, 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 to check ourselves, to see and to adjust our focus today. So, so these, these men who knew my, way, way much more, way much more than that Samaritan woman. The disciples who, who traveled with him, who heard, heard him preach multiple times, who saw the miracles and signs and wonders, who, who, who had private intimate conversations with him, who were there sleeping day, uh, and with Jesus day and night. You know, basically, they, they, who's, we're supposed to know Jesus and his heart the most in the most intimate way, they were supposed to be the closest to Jesus and to know what's on his mind and heart the best. But they completely missed the point. They went into the same city that was ripe for harvest and they just passed right through it, didn't see anything there. You know, uh, just, you just saw some Samaritans that they tried to avoid and that's it. But the Samaritan woman, she, she saw the harvest and she reaped the harvest. So it's important what we see, what, what, because in, in life, what you see, what you focus on, that's what you pursue. That's what you pursue. If you see yes, money as your goal, that's what you're going to pursue, right? If you see career as your goal, that's what you're going to pursue. But if you see harvest, that's what you'll go after. If you see the importance of harvest, that people are going to hell every day, every second of the day, people are going to hell. And we are sitting on our tushies, forgive my language, and, and holding the truth, holding the riches of the, of the knowledge of Jesus Christ to ourselves, instead of sharing. As little or as much as we know. It doesn't require, as we see from this story, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much at all. Um, I bet Aria can share Jesus Christ. You know, in her simple words, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take a, a theological, you don't have to graduate from theological seminary to share the gospel. Just share what you know. If you encounter Jesus Christ, if you know anything about him, just share what you know. And let the men, people find out for themselves the rest and more, as much as they want. Amen. So, uh, uh, let's see. Okay, so, um, so as, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, uh, the disciples would, tr would have avoided going through Samaria period. Wouldn't have avoided having anything to do with the, with the, with the, uh, with the, with the, the city of Samaria that they went in, to, had, to, had to be forced to, to, for no other option to go buy bread. And they were even appalled when they got back, they were even appalled uh, to find Jesus talking to Samaritan woman. He was talking to a woman, and even was Samaritan woman? What are you thinking? You know? And uh, uh, so. And they, 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 but instead, they had all kinds of bad attitudes, but we can, we can judge and point fingers, but instead of doing that, let's point fingers at ourselves and check our own attitude. 
Okay? You, what, what kind of attitudes I'm talking about? And it doesn't have necessarily to be better than thou attitude, though, though we need to watch for that too, because it can sneak in pretty subtly, uh, subtly and, and undetectably. And unfortunately, when the world, uh, uh, the world says that uh, about believers that we have better than thou attitude, often, often they are true. So we have to watch for that. But what about simpler things like, like, uh, 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 like they, they are not ready. They're not ready to receive. They're not interested. Or they are hopeless. They're, 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 they're so, so far gone. <laughs> there's no hope for them. I, I, there's nothing I can do for them. You know? Uh, so, check, check yourself against such attitudes. But all of those assessments... Uh, uh, you know that we are making about people are just excuses for us to, to that keeps us keeps gives us an excuse to keep keep our mouth shut and do nothing. You know, so as a matter of fact, if if the disciples would have decided to go and do a recon recon survey or uh, you know before before Jesus' missionary trip into the Samaritan Samaritan woman. And, and talk to people, do some surveys, do some interviews. What do you think their report would have, would have said after the survey? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that, that their report, final report would have said, forget about it. <laughs> There's no, no use going there. It's a waste of time. It's a bunch of knuckleheads. They're not even using the same Bible. They're not worshiping on the same mountain, on the right mountain. Uh, you know... Uh, they, they're just half-breeds, you know, uh, yeah, and besides, they hate Jews, and, and we are the Jews, Jesus is Jew, so it's, there's no way it's going to work out, so it's a waste of time, uh, you know, let's move on somewhere else, and, and let's pray about them, let's wait for better time for these people, you know, may, maybe someday, uh, you know, the, the, the time is in, there will be better opportunity, but not right now. So, and does does it sound familiar? Do we make the same the same assumptions about about the people around us today? Like we we say that it's very hard territory. The demons, the territorial demons, are so strong here. We need to fast and pray, and we do need to do something. You know, to gather forces to to reap harvest here. There is no way it's too hard. The, the hearts are hardened. The eyes are blinded. Uh, there's no way. Hopeless, hopeless. You know. So, uh, and human, humanly speaking, naturally speaking, those assumptions may be right from the natural standpoint. So, because in the natural, there was no reason for, for, for the disciples to believe. There was no sign in that Samaritan woman that says that Samaritan woman is ready for harvest. There, is, there was no sign from the outward. There was, there was nothing extraordinary about the city. Just normal, regular Samaritan city. But, but yet, it was ready for harvest. And yet... And yet, that woman who saw the harvest and was willing to share brought the harvest. While the disciples who knew how to do it, who knew more, what it's all about, what Jesus, who Jesus was, they didn't, didn't, didn't see it and they didn't bring anything. 
So that's why Jesus is saying, open your spiritual eyes. Open your spiritual eyes. Don't look at the natural. Open your spiritual eyes and see the harvest all around you. All around you. You, 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 you know, uh, it's there. Is it 24-7, 365 days a week? All, <laughs> uh, you know, all around us. So we just, need, we just need to open our eyes and look around as Jesus says. Open your eyes and look around and see. You know, so, uh, so the harvest is plentiful. Let's read the, uh, I'm concluding. Uh, um, let's, let's read the, let's see. Uh, Matthew 9, 37 to 38. Uh, the harvest truly is plentiful. In Jesus' manner, says, truly, 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 I say unto you, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So the harvest is, has, is not a problem, has never been a problem. It, the harvest was ripe, for, ripe and ready for harvesting in Jesus' time and is ready and ripe for harvesting in our time. The harvest is not a problem. The problem is with us, the laborers. It's either the lack thereof, there are two, two issues related with the laborers, the lack thereof or the, 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 uh, or the blindness of the, of the laborers. Who are, who are supposed to be working in the, in the harvest, but they don't see the harvest. So they're not laboring. They're called, we are called into the harvest. We are called to bring the, to reap the, the, the souls of men and bring them in the kingdom of God. But we don't, if, we, if we don't see them, if we don't see the harvest, we're just sitting and waiting for something to happen. And nothing is happening. Unfortunately, that's how, it, but, but that's how it works in spiritual reality and spiritual kingdom. So, uh, so, uh, so, uh, in conclusion, uh, the harvest is all around us, but we need to, to check our eye, spiritual eyesight. What do we see? Are our spiritual eyes open? Do we, do we take, do you believe what Jesus said? That's, that's the words of Jesus, I said. It wasn't my opinion. Jesus himself says, the, the harvest is there all around you. It's plentiful, not even a little harvest. It's plentiful, it's ready for harvesting. But the laborers are few. That's the problem. So, so let, let us check ourselves today and let us pray. Uh, primarily, I, I don't necessarily want to pray for the harvest because, as, as we, we, uh, uh, we, we, we talked about, the harvest is out there. It's all around us. In Stafford, in Stafford City, do you think we can fill this school? Do you think it's hard to fill this school, this auditorium? Isn't there enough harvest in Stafford to fill this auditorium? There, are enough, you know, there is enough of harvest to fill Tens and hundreds of these auditoriums, stadiums, you know. But we as laborers need to go into the harvest and reap it and bring it to Jesus, into the kingdom. 
right? And how do we do it again by, by sharing the gospel, by sharing what you know? You, again, you don't have to be a theologian, but to share what you know, share about the love of Christ, you know, the truth that you know, that you found in, 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 in Jesus Christ, the Savior that you found. Because, because people, we are surrounded by hurting people, broken people, who, hopeless people, hopeless in the sense that they are living without hope, they're looking for hope, they need hope. And we know they need living water, living bread. And we know all that. We, we, we know the answer. We know the, the way, the truth, and the life. But we are sitting on our tushes again, you know, and, and making excuses sometimes, you know, for why things are not happening. Instead of getting busy and going and sharing and, and inviting people, you know, to come to Jesus. Amen? So, so, to, uh, so now we'll transition into prayer. I have several main prayer points for, for tonight. And feel free to, to pray whatever you, the Lord puts on your heart. But since our focus for today is harvest, I want us to pray that first that we as believers will see the harvest that surrounds us. Every day, all the time. Just says Jesus, open, open your eyes and see. So we want to pray that our eyes will be opened. And secondly, that God would give us boldness, wisdom, and creativity to share the gospel with the people that he puts in our way. And thirdly, that God would send more laborers into his harvest. Amen.